Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by HashtagBasketball.com, your home for the very best free fantasy basketball tools on the entire internet. Go check them out. And ThriveFantasy.com. Use that promo code WTB. Get $20 free when you sign up with $20 or more. Remember that promo code WTB when you sign up for ThriveFantasy.com today. I am your host, Mike Hatcher, and join me for a special premium Patreon exclusive, but yet sending it out to the public so they can see what our cool Patreons do get when you subscribe to patreon.com slash watching the boxes episode is my co-host Tyler P. Watts. What's up, Tyler? Man, can you fit that all in the title line or do you have to like hyphenate some of those words or how does I, uh, this work? I called, uh, I called Apple and there, that is too many characters for the title for the podcast. So I'm going to have to change it. A bunch of horse manure. Yeah, I've been calling them every week and they won't allow me to have paragraphs as the titles for, they said there's another area where you can type what it's about. And I said, I don't want to put it there. I want to put it in the title. I want everyone to know what it's about. Yeah. I want long run-on paragraph-long sentences as the title of the podcast, and then they just usually hang up. So, <laughs> I think that's what everyone does to you, Michael, isn't it? Just, just eventually hangs up, can't handle it anymore. Yeah. I've, never actually, I've never actually hung up on another person. They've always hung up on me. I'm every phone call I've ever had. That is ridiculous. It's true. Um, but that's right. We are... Um, Going in-depth into the box scores, we are um, here to watch the actual boxes. The, uh, the origination of this entire podcast was to get in those box scores in, in a kind of with a fine-tooth comb and figure out uh, what we really think about the players. So this is something that, you know, probably I was doing before I was even doing this podcast, which was, oh, I don't really want to work today. I'll just go look at the box scores and I'll just see what players are interesting, what you know, what stats, uh, how I feel about, you know, Terry Rozier this week, uh, or just, you know, you know, I do this every few days and that's what we've been doing, you know, um, every week or so on the Patreon, patreon.com slash watching the boxes. So if you like this, go check that out, subscribe. You get this exclusive content all season long. Uh, Tyler, let's, let's get right into it. We're going to, we're starting with Monday's games. Um, and we're starting with Charlotte. In Philly, this one was a blowout, and there's always a big, you know, big caveat if you want kind of like my um, my theory of when I watch the boxes. Um, you can't take too much away from a blowout. It's just a fact. Yeah, is this, in some cases, you can't take anything from a blowout. Um, I guess if I'm picking one thing, though, from this game, it, it is um, you know, LaBella Ball, who I think has – Exceeded my fantasy expectations. You know, I, I figured he'd be an all right rebounder. I figured he'd be a good assist getter. Um, the defensive stats have been there a little bit to start things off, which is good. Um, the field goal percentage is going to be bad, which we knew. The free throw percentage is probably not going to be great. But he's the kind of guy I could see sneaking into the top 100 just on getting enough steals and getting enough rebounds and getting enough assists to, to make it in there. Well, the question that was always about LaBella Ball was just like, he's coming off the bench. How much is he going to play? And in this game, he played 30 minutes. It was a blowout. So maybe some of those are some extra minutes he wouldn't normally play. But I, so far this season, he, he has been playing 
I, I think decently well um, for a, a rookie who, um, you know, uh, usually struggles if you're a point guard rookie, but he's, he's going to turn the ball over guys. He's, that's what all rookies do. Uh, but he's playing 33 minutes. Uh, no, he's playing above. Sorry. Excuse me. He's playing 24 minutes a game looking at the wrong guy. Um, but in, there's, in the 24 minutes per game, five rebounds, five assists. Here's the trends that I, that I like to see. So it started off 15, 15, then 20, 29. Then it finally went down to 26, but then 30 and 30 in the last two games. Now, you could argue their last four games have been blowouts. They won one against Dallas, and they got blown out three times by Memphis and twice by Philly. Um, so maybe that's playing a role in it, but the minutes are going up, which you like to see. He's gotten at least one steal in every single game, which you like to see. Yep. And – his, he did only get one rebound in that first game, but then his lowest rebounds other than that was he got three against Memphis, he got four, five, five, seven, and eight. So that's pretty good rebounding, especially for a guy you can play at point guard. If he gets the assists and the rebounds and the steals, like there's something brewing there, right? Well, the steals I think definitely solidifies him as ending up being a top 100 player. So I think I'm, I'm keeping an eye on him. Uh, he is – what I mean? How do you know what his percentage is in, in Yahoo leagues right now? I guess I didn't pull up my Yahoo stats yet. Uh no, but I'm guessing. I'm guessing he's really. I mean, he might be a hundred percent. Like I'm guessing yeah. he's really owned in Yahoo. Um, just because yeah. he's got the name and and you know we talk about this all the time. The name matters, right? More sometimes than anything. Like just having the name and and you know being. Uh, maybe not even a great fantasy player, right? Just being a high pick a lot of times gets you picked in a lot of leagues and yes. then therefore your own. And being part of the big baller brand. Um, he's probably the only 24-minute-per-game player who's rostered 85% of Yahoo leagues. Uh, I do like that trend, though. I like He's definitely trending up. I think He's you know, actually he, more owned than Terry Rozier. How crazy is that? That's very weird because Terry Rozier is actually like a 40-point game this season. And um, let's talk about – I don't know what to do about Terry Rozier. Like, I think – is he getting better? Or is this just kind of like, uh, you know, small sample size theater? I think it's small sample size theater. I mean, Rosier's always been a, a chucker, a shot getter, right? And he's shooting 48%. He's shooting the exact same shot and number of shots he shot last year. Now he's shooting 48% from the field and 44% from three. I don't think either one of those two are holding. So he's probably the exact same player he was last year. Yeah. I, uh... And maybe even a little bit worse because I think the minutes are down a little bit, right? And, and maybe you can say it's the blowouts or maybe it's they're planning on playing Lamella Ball a minute or two in his place. Yeah, if you take, you know, assist, an assist away from him from last year because Lamella Ball's in the in the game, uh, perhaps you take a minute or two off of his his production, you go from like a kind of like a first plateau, like a good scorer guy, you kind of start seeking, see, you know, falling into that second plateau, especially if that shot stops falling all of a sudden and he's shooting below 40% which is something that does happen to Terry Rogier during parts of the season. So yeah, Charlotte is the team who does not care about their field goal percentage. Apparently they have Rozier is going to be a bad shooter. Graham is a bad shooter and ball is a bad shooter. Like they had, they love volume, but they don't, they don't love percentages. Well, respect to them. Um, what, what other guy I know we talked a lot about Charlotte already, uh, but this is the kind of like, I, I like to get like in depth to, in all the guys, like things that I've just been seeing over time, Watching the, uh, just analyzing the, the scores of these uh, these games, I'm kind of interested in Miles Bridges. Uh, I'm keeping an eye on him for the long term of the season. 
And I, I, I feel like he's, he's a better, he's kind of like a better player. If it was, if it wasn't for Gordon Hayward being there, I think he would be like a standard league, uh, like easily a standard league player. Hmm. You know, Miles Bridges looked really good in that Dallas game. Yeah. Um, like, every game I've actually watched of Charlotte, Miles Bridges has looked good in his, during his playing time. And, and, you know, for this box score, you see that big minus 31, and you think to yourself, like, oh, man, maybe he's, you know, contributing some stats that, that aren't so meaningful. But that was literally only the second time he was a minus in the plus minus. So, so Hornets have actually been winning when he's on the floor. Um, Bridges is interesting. My worry is obviously the minutes. Like, at 24 minutes, he's not going to do much, and I don't really see them moving Gordon Hayward. Or no. PJ Washington, so and and Bridges obviously can't play center. So, I mean, I I he's a guy. If he got traded, I think I'd be somewhat interested in fantasy. But this year, probably not. Maybe if you're in like a long term rebuilding situation in a dynasty league, Bridges might be a guy to target for on the cheap that you know could help you in a year or two down the track. Yeah, I like I like that idea. Uh, let's go over to Philly. Like Philly is kind of like uh, a. A fairly fantasy boring team. You kind of know what you're getting here. You know who Ben Simmons is. Tobias Harris is playing incredibly well, but I think we know who he is. He's playing really out of his mind right now, and I like that. I'm enjoying that. I don't think you're going to be able to sell Tobias Harris for like you know 100 at 120% return. So I'm not going to get too excited about his hot start. I'm probably just going to ride it and let him be still like my fourth best player, third best player on my team, depending on how deep your league is. Um, I guess. Shake Milton and Seth Curry are the only two kind of like do I or don't I type of players have them in a roster. And I mean, if you need to some threes, Seth Curry is, is in a, is in a, a couple of rosters of mine, but like I also consider dropping him every other day. Yeah. I mean, I think we know what he is at this point, right? Like he's a, a fairly good points and, and threes guy. That's yeah, the percentages. The, the percentages are the key in roto league. Like I, I actually like him a lot more in, in roto situations because the percentages are always good. Yeah, and um, the playing time is one hundred percent there. So like, if you're looking for minutes, really, you had to head orb. Um, you know, roto leagues. He's he's money. Like he just doesn't do anything incredibly well. But the threes are solid. The points are you know. Uh, average at the very least he's at least not killing you like everywhere else like the three his assists are you know perfectly fine he's almost a steal a game which i don't know if that's terribly real um his blocks are a little bit higher than he I thought did average game. a steal a game yeah when he played for portland yeah well um do you really think he could shoot like over 50 percent for the season just shooting threes is it he's one of the greatest shooters really of all time and that's I lied. Pretty, pretty I lied. He averaged that steal in 2017 when he played for Dallas. He uh, averaged 1.1 steals per game, but he was playing 29 minutes, 70 games, 29 minutes. He averaged 1.1 steals per game. So, well, he's playing 29 minutes now. So potentially possible. Um, can he shoot over 50%? He has the best chance of anyone in the league. He may be the best three point shooter in the NBA. That's wild because Steph might be one of the greatest shooters of all time. And then somehow his brother is a better shooter. Um, now granted, no one's guarding Seth Curry like they're guarding Steph Curry. So true, and and that that plays a factor. He shot over forty five percent in three out of the last. It's actually three out of the last five years, but he's only played in four of them because he missed that whole one season. If you remember, in two thousand seventeen, two thousand eighteen. Well, Seth, uh, Seth Curry is rostered in seventy five percent of leagues, so actually rostered in more leagues than I thought. Com- 
thinking about the waiver wires that I've seen in the leagues that I'm in. This is what I keep telling I su- you with, I'm, with I'm a little surprised with Yahoo doing better or the ownership, you know, whatever, whatever it is. But like, I see like, that's the kind of player Seth Curry is a guy that's on the waiver wire in a lot of leagues that Yahoo's saying he's not on the waiver wire in a lot of leagues. And that's what I keep telling you about that weekly article is like, it gets a little bit more difficult to find players you want to stream because they're, they're telling me that everyone is owned. Yeah. That doesn't sound right. That doesn't sound right based on my experience, but you know, that's also a small sample size theater. So I don't know if Yahoo's uh, fudging the numbers or if they're doing like, hey, if this guy's been on a roster in the last, like, not currently, but in the last, like, five days, last seven days, I believe that. I believe he's been on somebody's roster in 75% of leagues in the last five days. I 100% believe that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So they might be doing that. Uh, let's go to Cleveland. Orlando, another blowout. Hard to get anything out of this blowout. <sighs> what do you think about Aaron Gordon? Not playing, not playing terrible, having a nice little string of uh, games here, which we've seen him do in the past. Those averages always end up being – he always ends up being right around like 120 overall, though, for the season. Yeah, I mean, is Aaron Gordon anything different? Like, we've seen the, we've seen the hot play. We've seen the not hot play. Like, I, he is what he is, I think. I don't, I don't, I'm not expecting anything different than we've seen the last, you know, two or three years. Yeah, I, 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 I'm rooting for him, right? I, I really hope he finally figures out how to put it together. But um, shish, man, I, I think he's just going to kind of be who he is. and He's not even playing 30 minutes a game. And it's like, well, what else is going on in this team that, that he can't play 30 minutes a game? Do we really need uh, Gary Clark to get so many minutes? But I guess the answer for Orlando is yes. Well, and a lot of their games have been wide margins, which I think is playing a factor in it too. Like there was this twenty-point game; they had they lost by twenty-four to Philly. Literally, their closest game so far has been six points. Every oh. other game, there's been double-digit. Well, they had a seven-point game, they had a nine-point game, they had double-digit margins in every other game. Like it's just been a weird confluence of of outlier games maybe for the magic where they're they're either blowing out or getting blown out and so maybe that's playing a factor like in the washington game that was a 10 point game he played 29 minutes in the miami game was a six point game he played 26 only 26 minutes so um i i still think though like at the end of the year you're gonna look up and gordon's gonna average like 15 points like seven almost eight rebounds like 3.7 assists like it's gonna be the same exact line we always see it's gonna be good enough right right I'm really liking these wins, though, by Orlando for my uh, – there was plus odds on Orla- uh, Orlando making the playoffs, and I was like, that doesn't seem right. Orlando usually makes the playoffs. Uh, and so I'm, uh, I'm glad they're still winning. Well, you, uh, know, why, you know why that is, Michael. It's Bro- because, Brooklyn and Washington. Well, and, and – uh, And the Chicago get- Bulls. Well, no, no, not definitely not. <laughs> we get hot on like teams like Atlanta because oh, they added a few flashy pieces and and that stuff. And Washington, you know, added Russell Westbrook and and those teams, you know, the bookmakers, the, the people betting, not the bookmakers themselves, people betting, get hot on those teams and they forget about the Magic who squeak into the playoffs every year. Yep. Well, I did not. Uh, let's go over to Cleveland. Um, love out for a while, and now Darius Garland is out um, shoulder injury. I'm not Well, well and then sure. Exum drew the start, and then he got hurt, and now he's out yeah. for months. Yeah, like he's out for almost the rest of the season, it seems like. Like right. a minute into the damn game. 
So, so what are yeah. we doing here? We, uh, there's going to be a lot of Seti Osman, it looks like. Uh, Dotson well, is probably going to play a lot more minutes. The good thing about Garland's injury is it doesn't seem like it's long-term. So he ought to be, he's hopefully back in the next week or so, and, and you get that. Yeah, I'm holding on to Darius Garland. I do think he is. And now with Dante Exum hurt, there's probably some extra minutes for Darius Garland, which I like. So I think Darius Garland's for real. I'm still holding on to him. Yeah, and the rest like you don't want you don't want Osman. Like he's fine to stream if he's gonna play thirty eight minutes a game, but like he's another guy that like you look at his stat line and you go like ah, there's a little bit here and a little bit there, but like there's just not enough. Especially in a standard type league, like I wouldn't even really own him. I honestly if you're telling me I have to stream a cab, it's probably JaVale McGee because at least he gets like a block every game and has those games where he can get you like ten rebounds in like fifteen minutes. Yeah. I like I like that idea. Um okay. He has been playing almost 38 minutes a game, but it is the Cleveland Cavaliers. So that might not, like, change. Is Colin Sexton really good? Because the Cavs – I've watched two Cavs games already this season, which is, I don't know, maybe not that shocking, but it seems like a lot. Uh, More than I expected to. He looks really good. Like, he looks really good. He's all over the damn court. He – he, I don't know, he just looks quicker. He looks like he's more sure of what – you know, decisions he needs to make. And right now he's dropping 25 points. Well, uh, and, and he's still on a half again. He produced an underrated stat line last year. Like percentages were really good. He got you one and a half threes. He got you three rebounds. He got you three assists. He got you a steal. He got you over 20. He also got almost 21 points a game. Like he's 22 years old now. Is it possible that he's taking another step forward? Well, 100% it's possible. The problem with him is. You know, if the steals are going to stay at 1.4, which they are right now, like I'm a lot more interested. Yeah. But his per 36 minute numbers for his career, he averages 0.9 steals per 36 for his career. Don't like that, right? Yeah. And also, and, he's shooting about 55 percent, which is obviously going to come down below 50. He's not. He's no Seth Curry. Right. And so you know. <laughs> And there's not a lot of rebounds and there's not a lot of assists. So it's uh, really, it's just points and maybe a steal a game and, and some okay threes and some good percentages. Like he's another guy, like he just needs to do a little bit more. And yeah, in order to get to that truly next level that those steals are going to have to stay where they are. And he's going to have to probably get another rebound. Like this feels like, Early, early, which is, by the way, really maybe too much of a compliment. Early, early Bradley Beal lines. Like, yeah, early, early, I can see that. He early, went, here's, here's, the, here's the other thing. He went 84th. Fantasy Pros consensus ADP, he went 84th. Like, 84 sounds uh, correct. And, and he's maybe a little low. That's what I mean. He's returning that value and some so far, and he's probably going to be a top. I would say he's going to be a top 70 player, like just judging by you know what he's done in the past and that taking a little step forward this year. And But is he going to make the casino crack the top 50? Not unless he keeps those steals up. But now what I consider him probably like a second plateau player, he's firmly in the first, in that first plateau for me at this point. And now his ceiling does rise into that. Like, well, is he a top 50? Could he be a top 50 player by the end of the year? And like, I guess it's it's theoretically possible. I still don't think it's going to happen, but he's much more valuable than I thought he was. And I think it is. I, I think what he is doing, other than the the shooting percentage, 
at 22 years of age is, is for real. I think he's taking a, l- a little bit of a nice uh, step forward. Um, what's he there? Yeah, I, li- I like him moving forward. Let's go to the Knicks-Atlanta, a game that was not really a blowout, but kind of a blowout. Um, Did the Knicks storm back in that game? Tom Thibodeau is a fantastic coach, and I love that. Now the city of New York is is now like pro Tom Thibodeau. Like I've seen like Jesus and Marrow and other like you know prominent Knicks fans be like Tom Thibodeau has done more for the Knicks in this you know in the last hundred years. Like they're going they're going on about Tom Thibodeau because he's winning games with like a bunch of uh, schmucks. And um, really, the I think the biggest surprise. Well, I don't know actually. I don't know what the biggest surprise for me is R.J. Barrett or Julius Randle uh, almost averaging a triple-double game. Why does this surprise anybody about Tom Thibodeau? Like, wh- does it surprise me about Tom Thibodeau? Well, the Timberwolves have made the playoffs exactly how many times since Kevin Garnett left? Tom Thibodeau. Yeah, once, right? And that was, the year Tibbs, that was one of the years Tibbs was coached. Like, it, Tibbs is good, man. Tibbs is good. Um, yeah, Julius Randle running the point is, a, is weird. Like it's not not something I saw happening in my life. No, but not at all. And it's Point Randall now. Am, am but, I wrong about this? But yeah, he's doing everything that I thought Point Blake should do, and I can't wrap my head around. I haven't like watched an entire Knicks game because it's, it's hard to watch. But um, maybe I should because I need to understand. Like, is this just kind of like a like a what's going on this week in uh, with the Knicks or is Point? Randall actually like he seems like he's actually kind of good at it. Well, <laughs> Michael, how many? How many? Don't don't look. How many turnovers per game is he averaging? Well, who cares? <laughs> Four point nine. Okay. So is he good at it? I mean, it is something, and he's pro- he may be the best playmaker on the team. Like they got out for Peyton, but. They don't really have another playmaker that they want to play. I mean, they have Dennis Smith Jr. and they have Frank Nilakina, but those two don't seem high on the Tom Thibodeau playlist. So no, and I think once Alec Burks comes back, I don't think Alfred Payton's. Uh, I think Alfred Payton's days are numbered. I don't think Tom Thibodeau really loves Alfred Payton, even though he's he's like been getting the starts since the beginning of the season. Uh, it seems like when it's crunch time, Alfred Payton gets set on the bench. The Knicks are bucking some trends, too, here. They're not shooting a ton of threes. It's, I mean, everybody's shooting more threes, and they're the one team that's not shooting that many threes. So That's Tommy T. Yeah, the, I mean, obviously, I think R.J. Barrett and Julius Randle are definitely sell highs at this point. But, like, uh, once again, what are you going to get for Julius Randle or R.J. Barrett? Um, unless you're getting someone who's paying, you know, even dollar on what they're currently ranked. Um, good luck. You know, I just don't, I don't think you're going to get a whole lot. Well, it, with Randall, for me, I'm I'm riding that wave because yeah. he's he's producing more value than you thought he was going to do, and I he's the type of player that I don't think anyone like gets suckered into. Yeah, I actually think I actually think like why not one of those like we haven't come up with a name for it where you're buying at fair value. You, it's the suckers buy. Or it's the suckers sell high. Um, yeah. or something, something like that that's not too not a terrible that if you think you can give away like someone in that first plateau that someone you drafted in like the sixth round 
or seventh round for Julius Randle, who probably got drafted in like maybe the sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth round. And Yahoo's going 73rd and ADP. Okay, there you go. So if you can maybe give somebody who is in that 50 to 60 range, who you maybe isn't the perfect fit your, for your team or you don't really love in the long term, um, and go get Julius Randle back. They think they're they're getting somebody who's better than Julius Randle in the long term. You're getting a guy who suddenly is now, you know, averaging like seven, six assists a game. Could he average five assists a game this season easily? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And we talked about this the other day. I think like I think five assists is a safe assumption, kind of like it's it's a stretch. Like he's only ever averaged you know three point one or three. Well, actually, it was three point six one year with the Lakers. But he's never really played that many minutes. Like he last year in New York, he played thirty-two and a half, which is the most he ever played in his career. He's only had one other year where he's over thirty. So if Thibodeau is going to play him, you know, thirty-five minutes a game, like all his stats are going to go up. Well, that's why Thibodeau is an excellent fantasy coach instead of you know the the Scotty Brooks of the world or whoever else we used to complain about in years past. Which leads me to Mitchell Stanley Robinson. He has not committed five fouls in any game. He's only committed four fouls in two games. Tyler, he is currently averaging 28 minutes a game. Is Mitchell Robinson turning it around? Is he turning into the player that you said he needed to in order to be a basically, I mean, with those blocks and a block, two blocks and a steal a game, eight rebounds, a, you know, one of those kind of like third tier centers that we need to start considering taking in that like fourth, fifth round area. Man, good question here. He's a guy I'm probably selling just in the sense that the minutes are up a little bit, but Nerlens Noel's missed a game here. And I I just feel like Noel's going to be there enough to eat, eat into the value where he's not going to play a ton. Plus I'm not convinced that the fouls are, are a thing of the past. And, I mean, it's still a really small sample size here. Mitchell Robinson's fine, and, and this is the part that people sometimes don't understand when I when I do my Mitchell Robinson spiels. Like, Mitchell Robinson is, is a good player. Mitchell Robinson has a place in every fantasy league. The problem is he just gets drafted too high. So, you know, trading for him or trading him away is all about value and perception for me. And it, it – Depends on, you know, who in your league is trading for him or trading him away and what they're valuing Mitchell Robinson at. I think that's a good take. Um, Let's go to Atlanta. The only thing in Atlanta that I've been wondering is DeAndre Hunter, young player. He's been playing very well. I understand there's injuries going on here. I understand Daniela Gallinari has been out. But DeAndre Hunter is playing right now like a – you know, like almost like a top 50 player, 16 points, almost six and a half rebounds. The problem is um, there's no steals or blocks and there's no, no, no real assist to speak of. Well, yeah. Where does he go from here? Cause like, this seems like if you look at what he's, I mean, he's a second year player, right? But if you look at his normal field goal percentage, he's shooting over 50%. That has to go down. The steals and blocks aren't there now when he's playing well, they're probably not going to suddenly appear later. This has to be around his ceiling, but well, it's a good ceiling. Yeah, he's just playing over his head right now. I mean, he's just, everything's falling for him, which is great. 
but it's going to stop falling at some point and you're going to be left like ride the hot hand. Sure. If, if their Hawks are playing and you need some points and rebounds and threes go, go for them. But you know, you got to know when to cut bait. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not even going to mention, like, I, uh, I'm not going to belabor on it. I'm going to mention it. Clint Capella. I saw people drop him in leagues. Don't, don't do stuff like that. Snap him up. If he's available, snap yeah. that man up. Yeah, he is going to be good. I don't know what to tell you guys. Let's go to Boston, Toronto. Um, Boston, Robert Williams. I guess you have to have him on a roster, even though he's playing 20 minutes. Have but to have him? I don't know about have to have him. I think, yeah, I think when you look at counting stats and what he does, it's a, it's a super rare, it's a super rarity, but like you're getting the blocks and steals that you would get with Mitchell Robinson from Robert Williams, who is on a ton of waiver wires. And well, I, okay. And, so you, and you're getting that in like 16 minutes a game. You could say a team has to have them, but I don't think your team has to have them. No, no, no. Because obviously be if you're, and, if you're yeah. not, yeah, but if you're not going for the stats, that he, he's, he's a, he's a category specialist. Sure. Now there are, there's more than one category, which is nice. Um, but if your team is not going for blocks, like he doesn't really have much value. You know what I mean? Like that, he's getting you a rebound and a steal. Six, re- or six rebounds and a steal. Like that's okay, but like there's much better things on the waiver wire. Absolutely. St- if you do not give a fuck about steals and blocks, then this is not your guy. Right. So I think a team probably does have to own him. Or he's at least one of those guys who like if it's a 10-team league, he's probably streamed in every single game the Celtics play. Well, who's Daniel Diaz has not looked that good. And no, and <sighs> So this team is just is weird, man. They're they're playing Tice and Thompson at the same time. They're starting them both, and like they're both centers. Like this team is just the a, a bad mix of players right now. And it'll be interesting huh. to see if Danny Ainge can switch that up. I think he said Tyson Thompson. I was like, who's that? I was like, okay, Tristan Thompson. Uh, but yeah, Tristan Thompson isn't good either. Um, and Robert Williams, I feel like he's the best out of those three. So like as time goes on, do those minutes go up? And I. I'm willing, based on his per minute value, I'm almost willing to bet yes. Because even if they don't go up, you're still getting someone who's a standardly relevant player. Yeah, and I guess the worry is like he's flashed some stuff in the past, and then like they end up not playing him that much. So like it seems in your head like it should go up, but like Tice has been there for how many years and keeps beating him out for minutes. So it could be some issues that are are off the court stuff and i don't know that um but like there could be something else there that we don't know about yeah i i really don't know a very similar thing going on in toronto with chris bouchard uh a steel block kind of wonderkin but at least uh what's better about chris bouchard in my opinion is that um he hits threes and he also has a i think a quicker path to more playing time the problem here is Alex Len showed up, and it was kind of just – it was just kind of Baines against Bouchard, and now Alex Len's kind of in there too, and now they're kind of a three-way for this minutes, and that's not helping matters any at all. Um, Once I, again, it, is it worth the um, – is it worth the risk to get a guy who's playing 20-some minutes a game who's doing enough to be standardly relevant – who eventually could be in a position to be uh, to play twenty seven minutes, twenty eight minutes a game. Okay, so you based can have on one injury, or maybe they just get tired of giving 
Alex Lynn any fucking minutes. So those two are both sitting there. Which one are you going for? Oh, see, that's that's I was actually having this debate a couple days ago because I was looking at both of their stats. Permanent stats on Robert Williams are legitimately absurd. Yeah, but Chris Boucher has the nickname Swatter Boy on basketball. Well, that might have tipped him over the edge. (laughs) I I think the path to minutes, to more minutes, because he's already getting more minutes, and minutes are the most important thing here. I think Chris Bouchard... um, Williams has that steal, though, that's like super, mm. super, super enticing. I know. He's getting one steal every 16 minutes. Yeah. um, Man, I don't know. I'm I'm going with Chris Bouchard because I need my centers to have threes. Simple as that. Okay. All right. That's fair. I actually probably would, too, just because I feel better about Boucher getting minutes. And uh, I'm in more roto leagues. I care about... uh, free throw percentage, even though the, the volume is super low on Rob, Robert Williams. Might not be that low if he gets more minutes. True, true. And big men get fouled. That's Toronto team, too, is another team that's in gotta trouble, man. It. They got to figure it out. Yeah. They need to figure that shit out. Pascal's not been playing well. I'm not worried about him, though. Let's go to OK City, Miami. Uh, another weird game where I needed someone to uh, get uh, a double-double, and they missed it by just a few rebounds because they sat out because it was a blowout, and then I yelled a lot. Uh, guys, don't if you're don't bet a lot of money on sports. It's a very nasty habit. Uh, but I, this player... Oh, I'm telling you, you said, didn't say don't bet on sports. You said don't bet a lot of money on sports. Yeah, bet money on sports. It's fun. But don't bet a lot of money on sports. It's a dumb idea. Only bet what you're willing to lose. Um this player is he's the culprit but shit if i didn't i was in i'm in a 10 team league and uh i went to go pick up darius Baisley during this miami game and i missed him by about seven minutes so yeah and i think that you're i think i think he's for real i think this thunder team is actually gonna have let me think about this Top okay. 100 players on the Thunder. They're kind of good. End of the season. They're kind How of many, a good team overall. I think they're going to get their over and wins. I would not be surprised by that. They're better than, than I expected them to be, So, at least so far. It's been a crazy season. So I don't, I'm, I'm, temp, I'm, I'm avoiding saying anything, I think, yet. Because like when we saw the Brooklyn thing where it was like, oh, they look like they're maybe the best team. And, oh, now they're not good. So yeah. like I think things can flip fast. So, But – I honestly think this, like, all five of their starting five could end up in the top 100. Is that crazy? I would be surprised if, like, George Hill, well, or Lou, Lou Dort are end up in the top 100, but, like, could they all do it? Yeah, absolutely. Well, okay. So- Shane Gildress Alexander has, has just not been playing. He's just not been shooting that well. Right. And that's the thing. I I actually liked a little bit what I've seen from Dort. Now he was not a good shooter last year, and obviously he's shooting a crazy good three point percentage, which is not going to last. But yeah, and, he, and he's no Seth Curry. Well, but Dort is a guy who he averaged point nine steals in twenty two minutes last year. So if he's going to play like thirty two minutes a game, that's like one point two steals. So that quickly becomes a little interesting. And then, you know, if he can get some threes and get some points and get the rebounds up a little bit, like he can kind of quickly become an interesting. Now, 
a top 100 player is going to be tough for him, but it's not out of the question. Well, he's currently hanging around uh, that 110 mark. So just a little bit better here, a little bit better there, a few more minutes. It's, it's, it's definitely possible. Um, we need Shea and, and Al Horford to kind of – Al Horford's not been playing that bad, actually. Uh, he's been fine. Yeah, and, I mean, this was like this box score you can't really look at because it was just no. a, a strange game where they got, they got whooped. Yeah, it's hard to get a lot out of that one. Um, this Miami team has been frustrating. If you want to go to them, because yeah, they're especially in a deeper league. You know, like you know, I play in a lot of deeper leagues. They have been, they have a lot of wingy types, right? Like they've got the Mo Harkless and the Dragic and the Bradley and the Iguodala, and like they've been just like mixing the minutes for those bench guys. Like, oh, one time Harkless plays twenty, then he plays six, then Avery Bradley plays twenty five, then he plays seventeen, then he like. And so it's been really frustrating in the deep league. Like, they're playing their starters a good amount, but in the deep league, like, those bench guys have been kind of all over the map, and that's been pretty annoying. Yeah. Um, I was very uh, – in a 30-team in a league, I ended up taking Precious Achua, like, I don't know, like with a 16th draft pick. And uh, I think he's been easily one of the best, like, low draft picks uh, out of the entire – out of the entire draft, you know, outside of your, like, you know, your main, you know, Top three, I top think four he, characters. He's playing can, the most minutes. Well, here's the thing, too. I think in fantasy, for fantasy, I think in a couple years when he gets a spot where he's going to play a few more minutes, he could be a, a real interesting guy. And, man, he just seems like a Heat player. He's, yeah. he's fun. He you just put him in there and he's just doing what Iguodala was just doing or what, like, Jimmy was just doing, except for he doesn't shoot very well. Like, it's like, okay, great. Other than that, this seems like who we – like, the Heat or who we thought they were, like – Tyler Hero and Duncan are good, but not great. Uh, Dragic is better than I thought he would be, but also he's going to have some pretty off nights. So, like, I don't know. Just, like, I, I don't have a lot to say about the, the Heat, I guess. Let's go to the Indiana Pelicans game. This was actually a really good game to watch. A um, lot of injuries on Indiana with TJ Warren, Jeremy Lamb's out. I wish uh, Gogo Baritza would come back. I like that guy. He's got a good name. Bitaze. <clears throat> no, it's Baditsa. Baditsa is very no. I have no. I can't pronounce anything. You know that. Um, <clears throat> but I think we thought with TJ Warren out, we would be seeing. I think we thought that you thought that I thunk. I think we thought we thunk you thunk. We'd be seeing a little bit more of like Aaron Holiday, Doug McDermott. But it looks like Justin Holiday is actually sneaking in there, and like if. You're looking for a stream of a player who's going to play minutes. Justin well, Holiday this was a weird game, too, because both Turner and Sabonis fouled out. True. And, and so that, that made the minutes a little bit higher for Holiday because they needed someone to fill that role, and they didn't really have another big man. So they, by the end of this, were playing a pretty strange lineup. Um, yeah, Holiday – man, what does Holiday really offer in fantasy, though? Like – Nah, maybe you know if he's playing thirty-five minutes a game, maybe a steal a game. Actually, that's what I mean. Well, and I mean, like the steals are always good. Like he's been a one-point-two guy in twenty-five minutes. He was the year he played thirty-two minutes a game. Um, split between Memphis and Chicago, he averaged one-point-five steals a game. But that's really all he's giving. Two threes, I guess, and one-point-five steals. 
Yeah. But What's two threes your... isn't special anymore. Like we talk about that all the time. Like it's okay, it's fine, but it's not great. Yeah. Kyle Corver's line like never changed. And he used to be like a top 30 player. And then he ended up being like a top 90 player. Cause and it wasn't because he got worse is because the rest of the league just started shooting threes. Um, Speaking of threes, they hit a lot of threes in this game, and Victor Oladipo hit five threes. Victor Oladipo looks pretty good. What do you what do you think? What's your take on him so far this season? Um, I'm glad that I decided to take him in a lot of leagues after, even when he was not doing well in the preseason, because Victor Oladipo has been good. He's been getting the steals. He's been getting the rebounds. He's been getting the assists. He's been scoring twenty a night, and he's shooting the ball maybe better than he will for the season, but. Um, I've been pretty happy with Victor Oladipo, and he looks pretty healthy. Yeah, he's looking a little look, looking a little spry out there, and he he's looking good. It's one of those another uh, a stupid sell high. Is that what we're calling it? A sneaky sell high? A sneak in there and get someone to sell him high to you because he's going to probably be playing very well for the rest of the season. So if you can just get him on average, like before an average player, great, good job. Uh, let's go over to the Pelicans. I don't have a lot to say about the Pelicans, to be honest. Um, I think Eric, we know what they are. Yeah, Eric Bledsoe has been, I think, a, a little underrated. I've seen a lot of people be like, yeah, screw Eric Bledsoe, or I've dropped him or whatever. And I'm like, I feel like Eric Bledsoe's doing Eric Bledsoe stuff. Eric Bledsoe is Eric Bledsoe. I think you're 100% right about that. And Bledsoe, you know, he was like the 78th pick in, in drafts this year, and he's like up. Uh, I'm borderline top 75 player. That's what he is. That's what he does. Let's go to Detroit, Milwaukee. Uh, I'm going to start with Milwaukee because I think it's going to be a one and done. I do Uh, not like this wearing the blue uniforms. No, it's very confusing, especially when, uh, especially if they're going to play Dallas, please don't do it. Well, and then they're, they're playing Detroit even like Detroit's blue. Don't wear blue against the blue team. Yeah, and then on top of that, you look at the score, and it's like the green team is wearing blue jerseys, and then you're real like you get, you start getting confused. Yes, I don't like it. I don't. When every team's doing it this year, it seems they all are wearing like colors that aren't their colors. Like, don't do it. Just your your colors are your colors. Wear your colors. Just own it. That's what you're supposed to be. Just do it. Well, I don't know. Except, I would say the Heat's third jerseys are incredible i think they're super cool well they're cool they're um, cool design like i'm not yeah. and some of the other like and no one's wearing uniforms are are cool yeah Don't i like denver know. i like denver's a lot you know what i mean but it's like to me i think you should like you have two or three colors just wear your two or three colors mix and match your two or three colors if you yeah want. or go like go way out there don't go blue everybody wears Half the league wears blue. Like yeah, that's the one thing about crazy. Miami is like they go with the pink and stuff, and like no one's really wearing pink, so like that's okay with me. Wear your colors or wear a color no one else is wearing. You can't like go to the, especially when you're playing a team that's that color. Don't do it. Yeah, um, I got two questions about Milwaukee. I, I thought I only had one, but now I have two. Uh, you found you found another question. I found another question. Um, what what are we? What do you do? <laughs> is if this you, a question? What? Where? Where is Milwaukee? That's my first question. I backpacked there once. So. Oh, that sounds nice. Um, Milwaukee's a great town. Everybody should visit at some point uh, and eat and drink lots of beer and eat sausages. You can visit our friend at Roto Kyle NBA. That's right. Actually, I think I promised I would go visit him at some point. We'll, have a, <laughs> we'll do a live show together uh, one of these days. Um, okay, Brooke Lopez. If I have him on my team, what the hell am I doing? 
That was like Man. my life. What am I doing with Brooke Lopez? <laughs> oh. like, that was like, <laughs> that what am I doing with Lopez? just got really deep, really fast, yeah. I thought. I was like, whoa, I don't know what, where, where to go from this. If um, I had Brooke Lopez, should I jump in a, like, should I put <laughs> rocks in a backpack and jump in a lake? Um, man, Brooke Lopez, we've seen Brooke Lopez be pretty good in 23 minutes a game before. Small sample size theater is kind of where I'm at on this. It's like, but if he's ever going to lose a step, man, it's like he's at the age. Well, and here's the thing too. Like what does Brooke Lopez really give you in the grand scheme of things? He gives you good blocks. Yeah. And decent threes for a center. Yeah. You have to look at but, him not like a center. Like that's the way to play and have Brooklyn. Yeah, but even still, like, do not consider him a center. He's he's just not a guy I love to own because it's like the points are fine. Like it's going to be like twelve a game, which is just it's just fine. The rest, other than the blocks and the threes, is bad. It's just bad. Yeah, it's getting worse. Is if, if, if right, the and like you can say, oh, he shoots good free throws. Well, yeah, but like to a game, like that's not helping you. Well, the point zero point three assists is. It doesn't. It's never like he was. It's not like he was like getting a ton of assists a game. But there's a, there's a huge difference between one point five assists and zero point three. Yeah, and you and I talk about winning on the margins all the time. Like that one point two could be the difference of over four games. You know, yeah. we're talking we're talking five assists. That's yeah. the difference between winning a week and losing a week. A lot of weeks. Absolutely. Um, the other question I have about yeah, I don't know. Brooke Lopez might be losing a step. I think. He's uh, on the downswing for me overall in my overall kind of like where I value in Yahoo people. leagues. I would not be surprised if he finishes outside the top 100. Yeah, me, me neither. Um, on the flip side of that, moving up my, uh, my value, my mental value ranks is Dante DiVincenzo. I love your mental value ranks. I'd like to That's, check those out sometime. Can you, yeah. can you give me access to those? I don't think you want to see what's in there. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the guy they tried trading away, Dante DiVincenzo. Um, good steals guy. Had, you know, had a good field, a fairly good field goal percentage last year in his second year. Could get even a little bit better. Some good threes. Um, I don't hate Dante DiVincenzo. And he's a guy, he's shooting over his head right now, but he's a guy I could see being kind of a sneaky pickup and own for the rest of the season type guy. Yeah, and on top of that, like, what I what I like it right here is that he does it in limited minutes. And looking at how this team is made up, there should be more minutes in his future, in my opinion. I, I do think he goes from playing twenty four minutes a game to closer to twenty eight or twenty nine in the long term. Because I, I I just think he's kind of their one of their crunch time guys. And I mean, they kind of they play a lot of games where well, they don't need crunch time guys. Well, that's it. So. In the games that have been close, here are the minutes. You ready for this? Yes. 27. Okay. 30. Yeah. 29 and 42 seconds. So basically 30. I'll take 30. So he's a 30-minute-a-game guy any time the game is close. Correct. And so, yeah, he's probably even more than what he's been averaging because they beat the Bucks by 49, they lost to the Knicks by 20, they beat the Heat by 47, and they beat the Bulls by 30. And he got in less than 20 minutes in three of those four games and 23 minutes against the Knicks. Like, in 30 minutes a game, the stat line could easily be, like, 15 points, 
man, is it is it a steal and a half? Maybe one point seven even. Yeah, I think it could be closer to two. Yeah, probably like five rebounds. Probably like no, nah, I mean not really any assists to speak of, but the threes could be pretty good too. That's nice. That's a really nice kind of like all across the board player who, because he's getting those steals, which is a rare stat, and because he's not bad at really anything else, you start seeing him creeping into that 50-60 range, and then you go, how the hell is this guy in that 50-60 range? He's 53rd on the season right now. Yeah, already. Yeah. Only owned in 71% of leagues, so um, if you're playing Yahoo and you're in a shallower league, I look and see if he's available because I think I think this is a guy who's finishes in the top 100 and he could be like you're mentioning, he could sneak up that real fast with. And this this Bucks bench is not good; they don't really have anyone to play over him when whoa. the game's close. Whoa, 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 Bobby Portis! They're not playing Bobby Portis <laughs> or Dante Divincenzo. Dante Divincenzo is a guard. <laughs> he said nobody's good on the bench. Bobby Portis. Oh, well, I meant no guard on the bench should be playing over him. Let me rephrase right. my. That's that's fair. That's fair. Okay, so I'm gonna give. I'm gonna put a timer on the board because um, I think this. If I don't put a timer on the board right now, this next team could go on for the next hour or so. So I'm giving us maximum five oh, minutes. I, I think there's 30 seconds of talk on this next. No, week. I disagree. I, 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 what the shit is going on in Detroit? Um, well, Blake Griffin doesn't play in this game, right? He sometimes plays and sometimes he doesn't. And as he don't know if he's injured and I don't know what the hell's going on he's, there. I'll be as, I'll be honest, but try to be nice about it. I think he's broken. Yeah, run away. Run away from Blake Griffin right now. Like, if you need 15 points, five rebounds, and five assists once out of every two games, <laughs> I guess you can have him. And sure. honestly, like, in the right scenario, maybe you trade for him because, I mean, he's going to be okay when he plays. And if you've got unlimited IRs and you're trading absolutely nothing for him, like he's going to produce a fantasy relevant stat line when he plays. Uh, yeah, technically when he plays and then when he doesn't, he doesn't, and you just don't know what to do with that. And it's like really incredibly hard to have an either. Yeah, but if I'm trading him, if I'm trading for him for the guy in my stream spot. Okay. Yeah, why not? And I can then throw him on my IR when he's not playing and pick up somebody else. Why the hell not? That's that's fair. Um, you have Jeremy Grant playing out of his mind. Someone we were like, eh, this guy says he's the, the, the guy, but he's definitely not the guy. Kind of looks like the guy. A small sample size theater, but kind of looks like the guy. Uh, yeah, and there's been steals and blocks, which you like. Um, I still don't know, though. I think... It's, a, it's an obvious sell high, but... Yeah, I think we could look up at the end of the season and this be 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 bad. Like he could be out he could be averaging like eighteen points a game, but it'd be on a real bad rest of the stat line. I can completely see him falling, just like falling apart. It could happen. Yeah, our our guy Mason Plumley too, getting the assists, getting the rebounds, being good even when there's not a ton of minutes. Um the other thing I'll say about this team is that point guard situation or the guard yeah. situation is just a mess. I there's, would not 
I would not own any of those guys unless you want Derrick Rose, and Derrick Rose is going to do exactly what Derrick Rose does. Yeah, if you need the points, it's Derrick Rose, right? But it's just a mess. I don't even know where to begin. I don't know where to end. This is just going to have to be something that continues to evolve. And, like, I feel like it's going to evolve. It's not going to get better. It's going to get worse. It's going to evolve into something shittier. Um, I just don't think it ever figures itself out. And, like, the one bright spot, I guess, is, like, Mason Plumlee was probably on your waiver wire, and you probably picked him up, and he's getting, like, eight ten and four with a steal but like that's not the best either <laughs> the the thing that needs to come back from ace plumley we haven't seen it in a while is the block yes because he gets the steal in the block and he gets you eight ten and four and you're going like all right i got some <laughs> um does the block come back that's a question i can't answer because we haven't really seen it for a long time that's that's true. Uh, we got it. We got it. I'm cutting us off on uh, on Detroit, Dallas, Houston, um, Houston. It's it's good to see that John Wall's back. He looks pretty healthy. He looks pretty good. Demarcus Cousins recently got ejected. He got ejected in this in this particular game, but it also doesn't seem like they're playing him a ton of minutes anyway. Uh, but he will eat into Christian Woods' minutes. But Christian Woods also playing fairly well. What we've been saying over and, and over, and that's gonna you know his production is gonna and usage is gonna drop as these guys get healthy and play more games strangely Christian Wood, who I see as a pretty athletic guy, and he caught some good lobs in this game, Willie Cauley-Stein beat him down the court like three or four times for mm. an, for a just straight dunk. Like he literally, like Willie Cauley-Stein would just run down the court and Christian Wood would not run with him and he would just get a free dunk. Um, that was really strange. Yeah, And I, I'm not sure if that's a thing that happens all the time with Christian Wood or just when they play Dallas. Uh, it was weird. Um, would though impress me in this scenario, this sense that Walt, or Harden didn't do as much of his dribbler moves, and he actually ran quite a few pick and rolls with Christian Wood, and Christian Wood has an incredible catch radius as a lob target. Oh, huh. that's uh, okay. That's nice. I mean, like that at least makes the uh, Houston Rockets a little bit more appealing to watch. Yeah. Um, and um, that does mean, you know, just more opportunity for both of those players. The thing is, I don't know what's up with Cousins right now. Like, he got ejected after three minutes in this game. <laughs> he, he had this the, – so him and Wall had to sit out for a week because of the COVID protocols, and they were quarantining. So, like, they weren't practicing. So, it could just be a thing of, like, you know – I mean, and Wall's playing crazy amount of minutes, so maybe this isn't the best case to make. But, like, is Cousins in great shape? I don't know. Yeah, he might not be in great shape. He might still be dealing with COVID. Maybe he didn't have COVID. I don't know. But in three minutes, he had four points, three rebounds, and two blocks. I understand that's a very small sample size, but uh, DeMarcus Cousins is still DeMarcus Cousins. And so, you know, a lot of people probably dropped him already, especially after this, like, getting ejected here. Um, I would take a flyer on him. Yeah, I mean, he needs needs to get, like, 20 minutes a game, though. And the question is, will he get it? Yeah. I don't know. That's, I don't that's know either. something. And it looks like, you know, with Daniel House out, Eric Gordon is viable in standard league. So, um, you know, stream him as much as you want. Uh, you're the Dallas guy, Tyler. I'll let you, I'll let you take on this Dallas box score. Uh, Dallas changed up their starting lineup for pretty much the first time all season. They started Willie Kyle Stein and Max Kleber. They're trying to get better on defense. Um, the guys you want in fantasy for Dallas, um, Josh Richardson, Gonna be fine. Luka Doncic, he's good at basketball. Um, that's probably it. Chris Epsworzengus is coming back um, by the middle of this month, I think. So I don't think Willie Costein's gonna play a ton. Darn Face Smith is not gonna be good for fantasy. And Tim Hardaway Jr. If he keeps playing this kind of six man role, 
could get spicy on some nights. Mm, I like that. All right, last game of the night, Golden State Warriors. Um, after dropping 62 points, Steph Curry goes up and uh, smokes the uh, Sacramento Kings. Still dropped 30, 39 and 8. Um, anybody who doubted Steph Curry, and we've been saying it since the beginning of the season, I even predicted that he could be, win the scoring title this year. He's one of the few people who could be the number one overall player in fantasy basketball. So stop worrying about him and stop worrying about Kelly Oubre. Stop worrying about I mean, Andrew, worry about Andrew Wiggins because I hate Andrew Wiggins, but he, Andrew Wiggins is going to do what Andrew Wiggins does. I think Kelly Oubre was the easiest, the, the most obvious buy low um, of the season because I don't think a lot of people know who Kelly Oubre is. Um, <laughs> so, and he's who are you, sir? Yeah. I think they're just like, ah, I don't know. He's ranked really well on this Yahoo board. Screw it. I'll just pick him. Or, damn it, my auto pick went off. Oh, well. I'll just move on with my life. Um, Kelly Oubre is going to play like he did this night. Uh, 18. I mean, it's actually a pretty good line. He might not be playing this well, but four threes, uh, two blocks, a steal, three rebounds, probably more rebounds, and two assists in 25 minutes. That's the Kelly Oubre that we knew with the Suns and the kind of game he needs to learn how to play in Golden State stop worrying about him just go pick him up yeah and here's the thing you know if he plays that those Suns minutes you know could we see a steal and a half and a block we could I think Oubre is gonna be spicy and, and you want him for sure um this team I, I don't know the got up thing Golden State's good I think Steph Curry's good I don't think Golden State's good yeah, so they're they're not good, but if Steph Curry is baking, um, it's then it's it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be a fun game to watch. Uh, yeah, no, I mean there's there's a big difference between fun to watch and good. That's uh, that's also true. Uh, that Houston Rockets are like the exact opposite. Uh, at least they were until you know Harden learned how to roll and run and pick and roll. Let's go to Sacramento Kings, Sacktown. Oof, man. Really slow start for Buddy. Really slow start for uh, DeAndre Aaron. Uh, or DeAndre Aaron. De'Aaron Fox. Did you just who's, make up a person? Who's, who's DeAndre, DeAndre Aaron? I don't know, but I like him. I'm going to draft him next year, DeAndre Dude, he, he sounds like somebody he'd be my friend. I'm not going to lie. DeAndre Aaron. DeAndre Aaron. Sounds like a cool dude. Um, <laughs> Tyrese Halliburton has been a nice surprise in limited minutes. And Richard Holmes is... Doing surprise, what? Michael. Are you surprised? I, I was one saying that, that the Bulls should pick Tyrese Halliburton. Well, I agreed. Uh, but I'm surprised he's getting this many minutes this early in the season. Why? I mean, like, honestly, what other guard do they have? Like, I guess you could, they could play Corey Joseph over him. But, like, off that bench, like, I don't really have another guard that's good. Yeah, and he, I mean, he's sat in this game. But, like, I, he's been playing – very well. Marvin Bagley looks kind of like a poo-poo boy. Um, Hassan Whiteside still well, gets Bagley is always, rebounds. Bagley's always going to be a points and rebounds guy. Yeah. Like, so that's that's not a great fantasy skill set. Whiteside, <sighs> this was the first time Whiteside played in a minute, right? Yeah. What What are you doing with Holmes and Whiteside? Like, do you want them? Are you looking to maybe trade for them because they're playing so bad? Are you just like this is a tw- they're each going to play twenty minutes a game and get me the fuck out of here? Like, oh no, dude, Whiteside. So Whiteside's minutes. So seventeen in that first game, then fifteen, mm. then ten, twelve, mm. three didn't play at all, and then played eleven in this game. And I would be interested to see if the eleven, the eleven might have been in in garbage time. Yeah. He's averaging 12 minutes a game. He's still getting 
uh, four rebounds and 1.3 blocks. Yeah, but I mean, if he's getting to the point where you don't know if he's even going to play, it's hard to own him. I, I agree. Holmes, Holmes, I'm fine with because I think Holmes is getting you know, some pretty consistent minutes, but Whiteside, I think he's probably on the drop list. Oh, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't want anyone him playing 10 minutes, man. I'm scared. Scared as all get out for that. Um, Rashawn Holmes, can he repeat what he did last year? I think that's probably about what we're going to see. So even so, then where where, where are the minutes? Do you expect more minutes for Rashard throughout the season? Not really. I mean, I think he's going to play like 28. There's going to be nights where he plays like 35, but there's also going to be nights where he fouls out in 22. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like he's been, it looks like he's been in a lot of foul trouble over the, over the season so far. And the nights that he has not been in too much foul trouble, he's playing over 30. Well, but that's the problem. That was the problem last year. Like the reason he played 28.2 minutes is he fouled 3.8 times a game. That's true. And so it's the Mitchell Robinson thing, right? Like you can only play so many minutes. Like he fouled out three times last year. He had 5,015 games. And he only played 44 games total. So in 18 of 44 games, he had at least five fouls. So he was in foul trouble at least 18 out of 44 times. That's 40%. Hmm. So I, you know, I don't I don't want either one of these guys. Like I just I'm actually staying away from both of them. Oh no, dude! Holmes definitely going to be a top one hundred guy. With if yeah. I mean, if he's producing one point three blocks and a and almost a steal like he was last year and eight rebounds and twelve points, he's a top one hundred guy. Oh, he, I think he could, he can be a top one hundred guy, right? Um, I'm just I'm staying I'm staying away from these guys. Like I'm not. Oh, I don't. I don't. I, I'm not trying to go pick. Them I'm not up. trading for or trading for them. Yeah. If yeah. Well, but if I'm on the waiver, I'm in, but. Well, and if he's if I need a big man and he's the only guy I can get at a decent fair market value, then maybe I want him. You know, I think I would I rather trade for Nurkic. Yeah, but of course, you know, if you, sometimes you need you need you need something, and the really the only thing you can get is that, then you get it. Uh, I think you're right, Tyler, and that brings us to the end of these box scores. Um, this is what we are providing for our Patreon. So if you like this, guys. Go support us, rate, review the show, but go to patreon.com slash watching the boxes. If you like the the deep down into the into the weeds box score reviews, we're going to be doing them off and on throughout the season as exclusive content to our Patreon um, subscribers. And shout out to all of our Patreons out there. Uh, we appreciate you guys so, so, so much. Uh, we'll be back very soon with more for week three because week three is, I mean, we're burning through week three. It's almost week four. So uh, Tyler, where can people find you on Twitter? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Tyler P. Watts. And you can find me at Watch the Boxes. Uh, we will see you all very soon. Appreciate y'all listening and then keep enjoying that basketball. See you next time.